Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Kenny Flannery, for the Freestyle Travel Show, and this episode, episode number five, is about India Jane Julia Cook, a girl I've been traveling with for the last almost two weeks, more or less. She's been on the road for about two years, just shy of two years, so thought it'd be cool to sit down with her and get her on the show for us to hear her hear her pretty abridged story about uh, what she's been up to, how she got on the road, how she's been enjoying it. Uh, we met actually here in Nepal uh, through the adventure trip that I won. Uh, it's pretty, pretty funny how that all kind of turned out. So thanks to Sierra Nevada Brewery at a Chico, California, and now Asheville, North Carolina, I won this photo contest. Uh, if you've been listening to the prior episodes, you know, uh, the last episode, I pretty much told about the whole thing, the paragliding, the bungee jumping, all the crazy stuff I've got to do uh, for free since I've been here. And it was actually a trip for two. And I tried. It's amazing how hard it is to give away a free trip, kind of. I uh, offered it to a few people. We kind of did everything shy of just like blasting out on Facebook or something. Who wants to go? But I don't know. Like When the rubber hits the road, not everyone wants to ride. So... Yeah, it kind of got to the point where I was pretty much just going to go it alone, which would have been fine, you know, it was a pretty fun adventure. But I posted some vague stuff on couch surfing just because I figured it's easier to convince somebody who might already be in Nepal than trying to get someone to come out here, pull away from their, their job or their previous travels, whatever. So it's pretty vague. I didn't want to post on there just straight up like, who wants to go bungee jumping for free and stay in a bunch of places for free all over Nepal and eat food <laughs> without paying any money? Uh, just because I figured I'd probably get flooded. So I was pretty vague. Posted on the groups, posted like a, an event, uh, literally called like the Mysterious Adventure or something like that. And, uh, you know, no one really said anything. But then it got to be two or three days before the trip was about to begin. And yeah, I got a message from India or Jane as she's kind of calling herself now around here just because it's kind of confusing being so close to India and she's about to go to India. And she was like, yeah, I'm free. What's what's going on? Probably down. So I explained it to her and within minutes I got a response saying she was totally, totally up for it. So we met right as the trip sort of began there in Kathmandu. I uh, spent the whole t- 10 days going around, you know, riding elephants, doing all the crazy stuff that we did. And after the trip was over, which updated on the last episode, everything we, we did do, if you want to hear about that. Um, the very last day, we were supposed to go kind of mountain biking around Kathmandu, but it was pretty good downpour. So that didn't happen, but that's OK. Um, so afterwards she went and, uh, found a couch surfer in Kathmandu to stay with. And I went over to my buddy, uh, Kishore's place. Uh, he's a friend I met, uh, through a different friend in California. Actually the guy who pretty much talked me into going to Nepal. Cause at that time I had sort of won the trip and I could decide between all these places. And I was sort of torn between, uh, Tanzania and South Africa and some other places. And Nepal was one of them and him being from Nepal after talking to him. I was like, that sounds really awesome. I'm going to go go do that. So, yeah, so I stayed with him, and it was pretty fun. <laughs> kind of a fun night, the first night uh, getting back with him. We were He had drank pretty heavy the night before, I guess, and was just tired, but then 
that night, uh, some of his friends were drinking again, and we ended up rolling with them. Uh, the one guy had a homestay, and he was real adamant about calling it a homestay. He didn't want it to be called a hotel or a hostel or anything like that. He's like, it's a home. I'm here with my mom, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place. I got birds jumping on the roof here. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> I'll tell you where I am in a second. But uh, uh, yeah, so we're at this at his place and he's bragging about it and showing us the stuff and talks us into staying there for the night instead of going back to Key Shores. We're like, all right, that's yeah, super cool. And uh, yeah, once we agreed to stay there, the whiskey kind of came out and we're all talking and uh, he's with this friend he hadn't seen more or less in like 15 years. And you know, they're kind of catching up on old stuff and it's just funny and it's just a real jovial guy, real friendly. Then he's <laughs> suddenly he's like, I wasn't always this happy. I used to be kind of an angry dude. Used to punch people all the time. And around here, if you punch someone, you're a hero. I'm like, okay. <laughs> just kind of laughing about it. And Keyshore is kind of laughing too. And then he's like, Yeah, one time I got really mad at the neighbor, so I just took my samurai sword and tried to chop his head off, but he blocked it. And then he just had these four fingers like hanging down and like, cops came and ended up going to jail. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, whoa, dude. And yeah, everyone's just kind of laughing. So, uh, but yeah, I guess he yeah he went to jail for like 46 days. And the reason it was only 46 days is because I guess he had some family members who threatened the the other crew that I guess he attacked. Like, you better drop the charges or shit's going to go down. And I don't know exactly how the legal system works here in Nepal, but I guess that's that's a thing you can do. You can uh, have those people drop the charges after the fact or whatever it was. And yeah, he got out. And yeah, now he's just super happy dude <laughs> trying to be hospitable to people. Um, anyways, that was just kind of an interesting little night. So um, spent another day in Kathmandu. And then Kishore has a farm just north of Kathmandu, maybe 60 kilometers or something. Um, and he was telling me a lot about that, and I really wanted to check it out. So I told India about it too, and she was down to come because we had already been talking about trying to do some kind of hike north of Kathmandu. Uh, so same direction. So anyways, we rendezvoused here. Uh, neither of us have like proper phone service, and so we just agreed to both just get here. So I guess she got on a bus. I also thought about hitchhiking but then there's this little micro bus that even though it's like a two or three hour drive up here it only costed uh, about the equivalent of a dollar and ten cents so I'm like all right that's like metro north or something <laughs> I'll just do that and yeah it seems like it would have been kind of difficult to hitchhike a little bit just based on the minimal traffic on the road how bad the roads are I mean like I said it's only maybe 60 kilometers north of Kathmandu is like two or three hours driving um for those of you working with miles, I don't know, less than 50 miles, let's say um, 40 miles, something like that. But yeah, not a lot of their cars on the road. So anyways, um, got up here and he was already here, uh, met Kishore's family. He's not here, but met his parents and uh, some other folks. Uh, not a lot of English to be spoke around here. Um, actually, our best communication has been with uh, his brother, who's actually deaf. So, a deaf Nepalese guy is our best communication, pretty much. But, I don't know, still works. Um, 
been cooking amazing meals. We've been helping out a little bit when we can, but mostly just hanging out on this uh, deck, just looking out in this beautiful view. And uh, I'll have some pictures posted of that. because It's pretty amazing, especially the first morning watching the clouds roll in and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, a lot of reading, a lot of chilling out. So decided to interview a little bit uh, India Jane, just kind of get her story out there. So not too long, but hope you enjoy it. It's just uh, basically her first two years on the road, how she got started, what motiv- motivated her, and uh, yeah, a few of the stories that she's acquired tripping around for the last few years. Enjoy it. Check it out. I'm India Jane from England, Matt yeah. Kenny here in Nepal. So I guess you can tell everyone how long you've been traveling for. Okay, so I left home two years ago for an eight-month round-trip gap year. Here I am two years later still going. <laughs> and what kind of got you going? Um, well, I guess I wanted something different. I wanted to change from 9 to 5. Were you working at 9 to 5? Uh, yeah. In a restaurant in a bar. That was in London. Yeah. And were you at? Did you meet someone at the bar, like a like another couch surfer or someone traveling, or how'd you get the idea to just kind of pick up and go? I mean, I guess I grew up with stories of my parents traveling all over the world, so I wanted to make some stories of my own. That's cool. Didn't you say your guitars, your mom's? Yeah. So the guitar I'm traveling with now traveled all around the world with my mom in the seventies and eighties. I'm taking it for a second lap. (laughs) (laughs) So you're working this job and then what do you do? You just just quit and leave or did you think about it and several more weeks or months went by while you're still working, bartending? Yeah, maybe four months in advance. I booked a plane ticket to New Zealand, furthest possible point I could get to from London. Pretty much, yeah. And um, four months rolled by. I worked as hard as I could and saved up and, and then I went. Cool. And nobody else? Did you know anyone in New Zealand? Or? Uh, yeah, I flew out to New Zealand with a buddy. We traveled together for a little while, kind of got into the lifestyle of travel together. Just in New Zealand or further? Just in New Zealand. How long were you there for? Three months. Three months? That's yeah. like the whole visa, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, as long as I could be. So North Island, South Island, like everywhere? Everywhere. I flew to the south, bought a van with my buddy, and we drove lap of the south, took the ferry across the lap of the north. Flew out of Auckland. Nice. To where? I flew to Bali, and that was my next stop. Uh, Australia, actually, was my next stop. I was about to say, you skipped Australia? <laughs> You're right there. Didn't quite skip Australia. No, I was in Australia for a short amount of time, but enough to, to get get a vibe. Just like a couple weeks kind of thing? Or? Uh, I think maybe a month, six weeks. Okay. It's funny, you just skipped over six weeks <laughs> in Australia. Like. Kind of all blends together. <laughs> yeah. So then to Bali? Then to Bali. Um, got a, a bit more of a taste for something different, language barrier, and then pushed myself a little further into Java. Um, and I think that was it. I was sold. I was like, can't go back to England. <laughs> How were you getting around after, I'm guessing, New Zealand, you had the van the whole time? Yeah. And then once you were in Australia, how did you kind of get around there? Um, lots of buses, hitchhiking. I was kind of tentatively getting into hitchhiking on my own for the first time there. What was your first hitchhiking trip? My first hitchhiking trip, um, I was hitchhiking back from a through hike, actually in New Zealand. Uh, I got picked up by a carpenter 
He drove me back to my van. He's a great guy. Cool. Um, yeah, nothing too exciting happened, but it... That was just like a 10-mile thing or yeah. more than that? Yeah, yeah, maybe 10, 20 miles. Was that the only time you hitchhiked in New Zealand? No, a little bit. Um, I don't like if my buddy would drive the van up somewhere and I'd go and meet him or doing through hikes and getting back, things like that. Hmm. So in Australia, do you feel like you really dug in or is it more... Like I mean, Australia little... was like on my own. I really got into it. I got my confidence up. And yeah. That was kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> so did you uh, did you ever hitchhike so far you had to camp out on the way or figure something out or was it all like two three hours or less yeah uh, i didn't camp out in australia too much i mostly stayed on the coast going from town to town or city to city so i found places to stay with uh like couch surfers or hostels mostly or... hostels a little bit of airbnb oh okay that's cool i've yeah. only used airbnb one time really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There are some good cheap options in Airbnb. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, I think there's a minimum. Like, I think they have to charge at least like 15 bucks or something like that. I don't know what it is. I'm not too sure, but, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a lot. Because I've heard of some people who just have something real basic. Yeah. And they kind of, they'll charge the minimum. But then when you get there, they're like, if you want to stay a few extra days, like, <laughs> you yeah. can. Maybe. Yeah. haven't come across that yet. So when did you first use like couch surfing? Um, in America, actually, when I flew across to California. I suppose between Java and America. Um, between that was uh, Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Thailand. Yeah. Quite a bit. So <laughs> right from Thailand to the US? I did, yeah. Cool. Did you hitchhike at all in Asia? Uh, no, not yet. So it was all buses and... All buses. I, I bought a motorbike in Southeast Asia and I drove across. So I didn't really need to hitchhike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motorbike is probably the way to go. It was pretty exhilarating. Amazing experience. Huh. How far can you go on like a tank of gas before you have to fill up? Like how many kilometers? I mean, it depends on the bike, but on my $200, 150cc <laughs> bike, not too far. It's <laughs> uh, like 100 kilometers or not even that? Yeah, yeah, maybe with a push. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that cost to fill up? Uh, it was pretty cheap in Southeast Asia, maybe like five bucks or something. Okay. It's not too bad. Yeah. I can't remember really, but something uh, cheap. <laughs> did you camp at all in Asia or is it all hostels and... Uh, camping was like my backup option. Um, I did end up camping a few times. Um, I mean, I say my backup option. Sometimes I'd find a nice, peaceful beach and choose to stay there for a few days. But um, generally, I aimed for places to stay, hostels and guest houses and whatnot. Is that with the tent you have now that you're thinking of getting rid of? Or <laughs> uh, did no, you have no tent? I had no tent. <laughs> Just a sleeping bag? <laughs> yeah. What time it was it? Not rainy season, I'm guessing. Um, it was rainy season in Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it rained a little bit. <laughs> uh, did you ever just get soaked while you were camping? Or? Yeah, a few times. I had a wet sleeping bag to dry out. But... Uh, at least it was warm. Yeah. <laughs> so got too cold. So you fly from I'm guessing Bangkok to from Bangkok to New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. Visited my brother who lives in New York, and then. Traveled a little bit more hitchhiking and buses down the East Coast, visiting some family and stopping by friends. Where did you hitchhike on the East Coast? I hitchhiked, um, I guess, New York to Baltimore. 
Okay. Damn, that's tricky. That's a tricky one, too. Yeah. Well, outside of New York City, I, I made it out of the city. And then I caught a ride, um, I guess, with a, a few different people. Uh, I can't even remember now. It was a long time ago. But. How did, were you already outside of the city or did you get a bus or something or a subway? Yeah, I took a, the train outside the city. Um, Just to get a good hitchhiking spot. Yeah. Yeah. To get out the chaos because... <laughs> Trying to right from the center of a city is pretty tough. Oh, I've heard of people <laughs> trying to hitchhike in Times Square. Oh, really? Like with a sign that says Albany or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess they had success. There's enough people there. Oh. I don't think it was an immediate thing. I think it might have been like, oh, we're going tomorrow. <laughs> right. Sounds yeah. stressful, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hitching in New York is not the easiest. No. <laughs> so, you had friends, family in Baltimore? Yeah, well, near Baltimore, I have a little bit of family. I think I was there for I was there for my auntie's birthday, my mother's birthday. We had a big family party, which was a nice, nice, nice reunion. And how long had it been since you left London at that point? Um, eighteen months, I guess. Okay, where were you for like your one year travel anniversary? <laughs> I guess were you still in Asia at that point, or? Um, yeah, I guess I was. I don't know. Didn't really take note of it at the time, but I yeah. guess I must have been. Yeah. Huh. So Baltimore and then Baltimore south a little bit. Um, I took a bus to Tennessee. I went hiking into North Carolina. On the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, nice. a little chunk of it for a few weeks, and then I flew across to LA. From Atlanta. From Na- Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Okay. How'd you like Nashville? Uh, uh, interesting <laughs> <laughs> experience. <laughs> Good music, anyway. Good music, yeah. Good vibe. And so, when did the first couch surfing experience? First come couch in? surfing was in California. Um, shortly after that flight, or much later? Uh, yeah, shortly LA. after that flight, it was in near the Salton Sea, um, in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you find out about couch surfing? Um. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Somehow I got word of it and looked into it and yeah. Okay. So you sent a message and there? Sent a message and got in back and forth contact for a while with a guy who owned a date farm. Um, and I was sold. He had hot springs and said it was a peaceful spot. That's kind of what I was looking for. <laughs> nice. How long did you end up staying there for that time? I think just short of a week. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. And you had hitchhiked there? I hitchhiked there. And you hitchhiked out? I hitchhiked out. (laughs) I got picked up by a guy who was running a music festival um, who invited me to go and work at Bhakti Fest in Joshua Tree. Okay, you were telling me about that. Yeah, so that was another amazing experience. Came from hitchhiking. And with that one, did you work before the festival, after, or during? During the festival. I got there, it had already started, and worked till the end of it, and then left. How long was the festival? A weekend or a week? I think the whole festival six days, but I was there for maybe three or four. Okay. Were you just like taking tickets or cleaning up? Um, I was working behind stage and giving drinks to the artists and cleaning up. Taking your bartending game from London to yep. California. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty, pretty good deal. Nice. And then from there north, because you landed in Tahoe eventually. Um, yeah, from there north, um, in and out of the coast. Um, yeah, made my way up to Tahoe. Pretty directly? Um, no, I stopped at most 
cities or towns along the way. Took me a while, a few months. A few months? I think so. Where all did you or stop? Maybe a month. Uh, Santa Barbara, um, Paso Robles, uh, Costa Mesa. I don't know. All the little <laughs> towns. <laughs> and were you like couch surfing or hostel in there or camping or what was keeping your attention? Point, at that point, I was all couch surfing. I'd been sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like pretty much every single night. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Who were some of the more interesting people that you met? Um, I met a Native American lady who um, she wasn't at home at the time, but she was going to a powwow. She invited me to join her. Um, so I went and went to this powwow. It was a whole crazy experience of music and good, strange food I'd never heard of and <laughs> dancing and funny dresses and all sorts. How long were you with her? Um, I think a week. Yeah. <laughs> we got some kind of crazy music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after the powwow, we went back to her house and I stayed for a few days. Okay, just kind of chill mode? or Just chill mode, yeah. Getting yeah. to know her a little better. Hot springing and yeah. telling stories. <laughs> you went up through Big Sur? I did, yeah. Did you kind of get to pause at all? or just? Um, I pretty much did that all in one, up to Monterey. Yeah. And then, yeah, I camped tonight in south of, just south of Monterey on the beach. And then went up to Santa Cruz. Oh, what was in Santa Cruz? Um... I had a, a couple friends that I'd met down at the festival in Joshua Tree, who I met up with again. Um, yeah, and then couch surfing a little bit more. Couch surf with a cyclist, cycled back and forth from San Francisco to Santa Cruz, camping on the side of Highway 1. Nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you had, when did you get the tent? When did that? Um, in LA, right when I arrived in California. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> I don't even, they must be selling something. I think it's election day here in Nepal. Ah, okay. <laughs> Got election trucks driving down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> selling us on some politician. <laughs> anyway, so this whole time you were going up, uh, heading up North California, were you aiming for Tahoe? Or were you aiming for anything? Um, I was aiming for Tahoe. I've, I'd heard it's a great place to um, work for a season, to save a little bit of money. And it's supposed to be beautiful. Oh, it is beautiful. Did you stop in San Francisco? I did, yep. On the way? Uh, yep, on the way. I made a few trips in and out of San Francisco. Yeah. Like from, so after you went to Tahoe, you went back to San Francisco? A few yeah, times? it was a good escape from quiet little bubble of Tahoe to big city. Yeah. So, from San Francisco, you go directly to Tahoe? Or do I you, did, yeah. You don't stop in Sacramento? Uh, not much for me in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, not much for anybody. Right, Aaron? <laughs> yeah, Sacramento has some decent beer. That's, that's about it. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> so, when you got to Tahoe, did you have any kind of... <laughs> We picked the perfect time to record this episode. Let's let everyone just jam out to this for a second. All right. That's enough of these elections. <laughs> yeah. Vote for that guy. <laughs> Losing my train of thought here. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you get to Tahoe, and you have no plan? Um, I had no plan. I had been in contact with a couch server who said I could stay for a couple nights. I turned up to his house, and he had a couple friends there who had just arrived the same day from Arkansas. They were doing a hitchhiking trip. Okay, so you turn up to this couch surfer's house, and he's those are other couch surfers that turn up, or his friends? Oh, uh, they were friends. That okay. Um, and they were leaving the next day to go uh, to harvest season up in Humble. Okay. At this point, I had maybe sixty bucks to my name at most. I was kind of desperate to get a job. Yeah. And, um, they said, "Hey, you want to come trim for a week?" Oh, cool. Perfect. <laughs> had you heard that harvest was going on up there? Or um. Yeah, just... I'd heard, but. I mean, I found it was really difficult to kind of get a foot in the door without knowing anybody or knowing who to talk to. Exactly how it happens is how it happened to you. Right. <laughs> so I was like, hey, this is going on. Want to come? Yeah, uh, which was perfect. So we drove up to Humboldt together, stayed for a couple of weeks, and earned some money. And then back to Tahoe? And then back to Tahoe. Um, did you hitch back down or did you... Were you able to cruise back with those guys or get another um, ride? Yeah, I got another ride from someone who was at the trim camp. Oh, okay. They were going to Tahoe? Yeah. That's well, lucky. Going that way. They went a lot of the way for me, but yeah. Oh, cool. And so. um, at this point, I'd been in contact with um, a friend of a, a previous couch surfer I'd stayed with um, who said I could stay for a few days while I figured out you know, a more permanent living situation and found a job. And I got there and we got on really well and turns out she had a little truck that um, she said I could stay in in exchange for snow removal for the winter. Exchange for snow removal? Just shovel in her driveway? Or? Yeah, just shoveling her driveway and shoveling her roof. Oh. Um, which was a lot of work, but it was rewarding and it was better than rent. Yeah, I mean, you had a free <laughs> truck to stay in. Yeah, yeah. And you said you had like a little heater or an electric blanket or something? Yeah, I had a little electric blanket which I would plug in on cold nights and wrap up in like a sleeping bag and it was great kept me warm <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing that by day and then you were lifty right yeah um at a ski resort not too far so then how often did you actually ski every day i worked every day pretty Sweet. much every day yeah <laughs> and did you work almost every day or like three four days a week um yeah i was working seven days a week um four days a week doing been lifty and then a couple days doing housekeeping um, okay. which was paid a little better. It was easy work. <laughs> yeah. You said it was just like rich folks' homes, dusting, yeah. more or less. Cleaning clean homes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is funny how people just like clean their house before someone like you gets there. Yeah, so it before doesn't look anyone so bad. up. <laughs> Clean it for the cleaner. Yep. Huh. So that was, what, three, four months altogether? Yeah. There in Tahoe? About that. And then what happened after Tahoe? I mean, you're here now, but what... Is that um, the plan? Or? Yeah, well, I was getting itchy feet again, sitting in Tahoe, being in one place for a while, um, getting ready to move on. Um, I'd always wanted to go to Nepal. I had stories of my parents being here, so that was that was it. That was the next place to start. Yeah. Booked a flight, and now I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Now it's out of San Francisco, right? Yeah. Cool. And we both got here pretty much the same time. Yeah. I more or so. less within a day or two. Mm -hmm. So... So when is it going to be two years? Like, when did you leave London? What day was that flight? Um, I think it's the very start of June. June 5th or something. So right now we're in May, so... Yeah, you're like a month away from two years. Yeah, one month short. Cool. And what's your plan from here? 
um, plan from here. Gonna... Or idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say plan, idea is better. But I'm going to go down south to India. Um, probably just see northern India this time because monsoon's rolling in. Hmm. Um, and then head up to China, uh, maybe into Mongolia, maybe into Russia. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starts getting hairy when you're talking yeah. too far in the future. Right. And those are all very big countries. <laughs> yeah. A lot to see. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you'll do some hitchhiking here or in India? Uh, yeah. You've inspired me to try <laughs> hitchhiking in Asia a little more. Yeah. Um, we haven't had much opportunity yet here in nepal yeah maybe maybe tomorrow or the day after <laughs> yeah yeah we're planning on walking to some town i think what do you say it's 11 k's from here not i think so it's about super right. far that might only actually be like a couple hours walking yeah i don't know maybe there's things to stop and see <laughs> yeah that's true we'll figure it out now we wanted to go like hiking in the mountains but it seems like all the mountains you need to have like all kinds of different permits like you need something called a tim's permit which is some acronym that stands for screw you pay us 20 bucks i think sounds right Uh, and then uh a lot of places charge like a conservation fee or a national park fee basically it seems like you got to pay 40 or 50 bucks just to go hiking like almost anywhere decent but we'll see we might try to find a way somehow just show up and sneak past the checkpoint or <laughs> yeah. uh, figure something out. But do you think you'll um, hitchhike in India? Um, I think so. I mean, it's a little intimidating. Everyone's always told me since I first mentioned I want to go to India. Don't go to India on your own. But Yeah, you mentioned trying to look like a man on a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> so still one option yeah that's an option i was thinking about buying a motorbike but um problem is women don't really drive motorbikes in this part of asia so my plan was to dress like a an indian man might dress <laughs> put a helmet on and no one notice <laughs> wrap your backpack up in cardboard i guess <laughs> yeah something try and be inconspicuous yeah well you've got a a three-month visa in nepal so you can stay that long if you want to i do i've got a little more time um, I mean, we'll see if opportunities arise where I want to see more. We've only just sort of scratched the surface of the country. There's a lot more to see and do. But Yeah. And how long is your visa for in India? Six months. Six months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine's just a month just because I wrote month on there. <laughs> it could have been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that same exact price. Could have wrote 10 years down. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be. My flight is on the day it expires, too. I'll not be late. So, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I also don't know if it is done that day and, like, you're screwed or if, like, that's the last day you can be in the country. Well, I hope it's, I hope it's the latter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Anything else you want to tell the great people of the travel world? Um, no. Thank you. You probably cover it. <laughs> All right. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thanks to India for doing that interview. And I hope to do a lot more interviews here pretty soon. Uh, I've got plenty of other ideas for episodes lined up. Stuff I can do on my own, like talking about uh, Google Maps for travel, talking about just using Google for travel altogether. Um, I'm going to do a whole series on travel finance as well, which I think a lot of people will be finding pretty interesting. Uh, Several part series like spending money, making money, handling money, 
different episodes for all that. But I'm really looking forward to doing some more interviews, even some some longer interviews and uh, with all kinds of different people. Uh, but some of those just require that I have a better internet connection for the people I want to interview I'm not with. I got to do over Skype or something. So, yeah, good, solid internet has been kind of a rarity so far here in Nepal. But we'll see. Figure it out. I'm actually recording this. You're hearing my voice right now. It's May 7th, Nepal time, but I might not actually upload it for another day or two. There's, there's no uh, internet up here on the farm or something, but be walking down the hill today or tomorrow, most likely. So get some more of that up. Um, other than that, feel free to email me with whatever questions, comments, how you're liking the show, other episodes you'd like to hear about, uh, people you, you want to hear me interview, whatever. Uh, freestyle travel show at gmail.com and if you have an iPhone or otherwise use iTunes please please rate and review the show that'd be awesome on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes um, if you're doing it through Apple Podcasts I found out that you can't if you're already subscribed to the show and you go to the show like the the rate and review option isn't there for some reason I don't think so you kind of just have to go to search search freestyle travel show Click on it and you should be able to rate and review it there. And that helps us get into the new and noteworthy section and other stuff that just lets other travelers discover the show. So do that if you can. Otherwise, yeah, you can email me. You can find the show on Facebook, uh, just Freestyle Travel Show. Just search for that. Uh, Twitter, just Free Travel Show uh, without the style, Free Travel Show. Uh, yeah, and then you can always just find my stories on hobolifestyle.com. About 10 years worth of stories, advice, all kinds of stuff. And uh, yeah, also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, everywhere is Hobo Lifestyle. And yeah, the picture, I'll post a picture of this farm and the view that we have because it's, it's pretty amazing. So I'll post that on a bunch of those places too. So check it out. And that's a wrap. So I will see you down the road with some more stories and good stuff.